Welcome to The Perfect Storm, a bi-weekly podcast for business executives and cybersecurity professionals. Industry veterans Michael Markulek and Matthew Webster chat with guests about the latest cyber news, threats, and trends, and how all of it impacts their businesses. Harbor Technology Group is a cybersecurity consulting firm that offers advisory services to the SMB. Harbor believes by taking a proactive rather than reactive approach to cybersecurity, business leaders can develop a cybersecurity program that will address external requirements, exceed client expectations, and ultimately take their organization to the next level. Harbor's innovative processes are based on industry standard frameworks that are tailored to meet the needs of small and medium-sized businesses. So welcome back to another episode of Harbor Technology Group's podcast, The Perfect Storm. Uh, today, I'm super stoked to have with me uh, Richard Shapiro. Richard is the uh, CFO and COO at Sierra Canyon School. Uh, Richard, uh, welcome and thanks a ton for uh, joining me. I really appreciate the time. I know it's 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 crazy time of year uh, for you all having school just started, what, two months ago? But probably uh, still, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, good times. So well, yeah. How did school get started for you guys? Pretty good? Uh, well, first of all, thank you, Matt, for having me. Um, sure. And uh, it actually started off quite well. We're sort of pleased that for once we're uh, sad, not sadly, now we're happy that we're starting off uh, without any uh, basic COVID protocols in place. Right. So that's right. Uh, it's, that was a wonderful thing. We came off a really successful summer camp where we had record uh you know, attendance, because I think people were finally so happy to send their kids somewhere where they could have fun and <laughs> be right. outdoors and enjoy right. water slides in the swimming pool and activities. Um, so it really, uh, it was a nice sort of entree into the school year, um, which has gotten off to a great start. That's great. Um, with a lot of kids uh, looking all happy without their masks on. That's right. That's right. And I'm sure the uh, the parents were excited to get a little bit of a break this summer, too, with getting. Oh, the kids absolutely. I think that's one of the reasons why we had such great um, participation in the camp um, was great. because they were just so happy to get their kids out and about. That's great. Well, so tell me, tell tell us a little bit about the Sarah Canyon School, what you're about, et cetera. You're, you're in Los Angeles. Sure. Yes, correct. We are in sort of the greater Los Angeles area out in the San Fernando Valley. Um the school itself actually started in 1978 uh, as an elementary school. Um, and then in 2006 kind of expanded, there was a available land that we were able to secure. And then we were able to build um, a combination multi, uh, middle school and high, high school uh, campus. So we now have approximately 1100 students all wow. totaled uh, going from pre-K to 12. Um, we have a, a really, bustling uh, international program that we're really proud of where we uh, let kids from outside the United States be able to attend and uh, end up getting a, a high school diploma that is recognized in the United States and recognized actually for them um, to get into universities in the United States or, or worldwide. Um, so all of it has been um, a really great for such a, so, you know, in the world of private schools, a fledgling school that's now, um, sort of moving into closer to its 20th year of full operations, which is, um, yeah, a fledgling school in the in 
all of the various schools across the country have private schools um, that have legacies lasting some over 100 years. So we're really pleased, um, very proud of where we've come in such a short amount of time uh, to be able to deliver what I believe is a, is a fabulous private education uh, to a wide group of students. Um, we service over 70 zip codes now, as I understand it. Wow. Um, and so the name has obviously been synonymous with uh, sports as well, but we have an amazing academic uh, rigor that goes on here um, with an amazing speech and debate team and a math team that's placed really well nationally. So it's really when you, when the kids come here, they get a full rounded um, education. And it's really nice to see we have sort of a, uh, a tradition here at high school graduation where we recognize what we call the lifers who have come in either pre-K right, or K right. and have been here. And it's uh, it, it registers almost 20% usually every year of, of the graduating class. And it's uh, it's just a really neat thing to have them recognize. And it, it makes you feel good that, you know, they've spent their whole basically, you know, secondary education and elementary education here with us. That's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, 1,100 kids, that's I mean, that's, that's larger than some school districts around the country. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, yes. I mean, yeah. here where I am, uh, I think our district is only a little bit larger than that across the entire district. So, wow. Uh, well, that's, so, yeah, it's but, great. Obviously it, in Los LA Unified, it, it pales in comparison to what, well, sure, sure, you know, sure. high school and right. middle school, you know, populations are now, but for private schools, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. And we're that's very great. proud of it. Well, and, and and having that international flavor really gives the kids a uh, a view of all sides, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. All shapes and sizes, so to speak. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, yeah. We're one of the most diversified schools, certainly in the LA area, and I'm very proud of that as well. That's great. Well, with those 1,100 kids comes a lot of responsibility. Um, I mean, not only in educating them and 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 teaching them the ways of the world, so to speak, but you have a, a cybersecurity reg, uh, responsibility as well. Um, so we, as we, uh, you know, you and I know each other because uh, we're, we're uh, proud and lucky enough to be uh, uh, partners with you guys to help provide some cybersecurity. But I, I wanted to really ask you about, ask you to be on today to talk about the challenges that you guys talk about at the kind of the executive level, maybe what you hear from your parents, uh, et cetera, your concerns around security, because education has a unique set of, of concerns, um, you know, but different than a lot of other businesses. Um, you're not really necessarily concerned with protecting, let's say, financial accounts like a bank would or uh, healthcare information like a hospital would, but you have a, a, a significant responsibility to protect, you know, you're entrusted with kids, and their safety and, and, and digital safety is, is, you know, in this day and age, unfortunately, is, is a huge uh, responsibility for, for organizations. So tell us a little bit about the, the concerns that you got, you guys have as, as educators um, and that, that data that you've been entrusted with. Sure. Um, so yes, um, our relationship has been great. And thanks to you, we've actually been able to find a few, a few flaws. I, I do must admit hmm. um, we have an amazing IT department. And um, they're very Indeed. diligent and they seem to be very, um, very on top of all of this. Um, as I've learned myself um, when working with them, working with you, um, obviously, as I understand cybersecurity, when we talk about it. So the, the basically, as you know, I would say the practice of protecting our systems or our networks or programs from various digital attacks um, and protecting, you know, well, 
those digital attacks trying to access or even destroy sensitive information or even, I suppose, with some of the ransomware extorting money from users. Um, and so what I, I instill in these guys and they know already is that protecting, right, so protecting our data, which our data is our customers and our customers are our parents, of course. Right. So we are... Um, we, obviously, to access school records, to access, you know, information, to have them pay tuition, etc. We have personal data for all of our parents. And so that system protecting the their data, their personal data, is the highest uh, amount of, you know, IT security that we in, envision. And so what we do is, I think we want to make sure that all our levels of security, our cybersecurity, are intact. Uh, obviously, with your help, we've been able to make sure that that is the case. Um, it's a constant sort of, um, you know, situation where we sure. are monitoring it, where we're always making sure that our firewalls, our networks, everything is protected. Um, we do utilize some third parties that, that you know, we make sure their cybersecurity and their, you know, systems are equal right. and practices, right, are equal to ours. Um, so it, it's a constant sort of threat management that we utilize every day That's to make right. sure that, that our parents' data, um, is secure. Uh, the, the financial side is interesting because as a nonprofit school, most of our information is public anyway. So it's really for us, the, uh, it's all about our networks and our, our systems that are protecting our parents' data and well, I.e. the children. Right, right. Of course. Um, I mean, it's a really important point that you make there talking about understanding where you are today from a security perspective, but knowing that it's not a set it and forget it kind of scenario. You always have to be on top of this. It's a, it's an ever-changing ecosystem and, and threat landscape that, that we face from a security perspective, um, whether it's ransomware today or some new version of malware down the road. Um, there, you always have to be diligent about how you go about assessing where you are um, and and finding ways to improve because there's always ways to improve. Um, some of those come with just typical practices, which we've talked about, like various incident response plans, et cetera, uh, or investment in other technology, uh, whatever it might be. Um, but there's always, a there's, there's room for improvement. I mean, every organization, whether it be Sierra Canyon School, Harbor Technology Group, Goldman Sachs, you know, the Department of Defense, uh, whatever it might be, are always trying to advance the bar. That's really what we're focused on doing. And I know that in the conversations that we've had over the last year and a half, that's certainly something that you guys um, have worked diligently on uh, over the years or over the, the last 18 months. And, and we're working on it prior to us joining uh, or coming on board. Um, and I, I'm glad that you did point out that uh, about your IT staff, it's um, that they oftentimes we we have a disconnect between IT and the mission of the organization. Um, in the case of Sierra Canyon School, it's clear that your your IT group is on board with the mission of the organization, which I think is I mean, if to me, that's like three quarters of the battle. If you really get people to. To, to really care deeply and fundamentally about what they do, then some of the other, you know, that last 25% becomes a lot easier because they, they're already invested and ready to go. Oh, um, absolutely. And yeah. we, um, we try to make sure that, that 
you know, not only protecting our systems from the outside, but but sort of educating both um, our staff and our students. So for staff, they get, you know, monthly updates about this or that or or any type of stuff that you send us with regards to what's right. going on out there or beware of this or don't click on that. And it's funny because, you know, you're in the business and I like to feel like I'm pretty educated in all this stuff. But sadly, you hear about stories or even sometimes internally, we, we sort of test our teachers and administrators like to see if they'll really fall for something that thankfully is that we're generating that you've helped us generate. And you still every once in a while, you know, I see people, you know, I right. hear about it, obviously, that people click on something that they shouldn't have. And thankfully, like I said, it's us testing. It's the a system. test. It's a test um, rather than real world. Right. And it still happens. And and it's just it's sort of, you know, from an old school guy like me, it's like it's sad to see that that the bad people quote out there. And I guess we could even use the word criminals um, are still out there trying to just do all this kind of stuff. And you have to guard yourself at, at times for so much. Um, and then to take it a step further, we have a, a really nice computer science department where kids can take are taking classes and obviously are involved in programming and things. And what happens is we sort of have we've now incorporated a cybersecurity awareness into that curriculum Amazing. because it basically teaches the students about how they can protect themselves as they get older and as they get out in the work world from cyber attacks. So they learn about phishing and malware and ransomware and other computer threats. And I feel like that's sort of sadly necessary for these kids in this world especially the generation now where they're always on the phone they're always on the internet for everything um and so i'm really happy about how we've sort of integrated that as well into our curriculum yeah no and that's that's a really good point i mean that's really cool that you've incorporated in fact i didn't know that um that you've incorporated it uh uh, in your curriculum that's that's really really cool uh you know at the college level when when kids are learning about programming, et cetera, security has now folded into those classes at the beginning stages because it's it needs to be incorporated in all aspects of 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 technology at this point, unfortunately, as you've pointed out. Um, so it's something to be aware of and, and cognizant of, uh, uh, you know, all the time. That, that's that's really super cool. Um, so let, let's talk about that a little bit. So one of the one of the things that we know that, uh, I mean, you're in education, teaching people what to do, how to do it, what to look for is obviously super important. Um, You do that with your staff and you do it with your students. I mean, there's a, and I I might be putting you on the spot here a little bit. Do you see a difference in, I mean, obviously kids, whether they be elementary age kids in some cases or high school kids in basically all cases are digitally connected in a way that, you know, me as a 53, 53 year old man. And, um, you as a 40 year old guy, uh, <laughs> that's a nice thought. Thanks for that compliment. Sadly, um, I'm older than you. So yeah, yeah, keep going yeah. though. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so the, uh, that, that, that interaction with technology, I mean, that seems to be, I mean, kids unintentionally doing things, uh, or intentionally doing things. Um, we have to keep our guard up for the kids too. Right. I mean, we have oh. to, yeah, Go sorry. Ahead. Uh, no, yes, ahead. absolutely. So um, we introduce them starting really young ages in our computer lab at our lower elementary school campus. Obviously, we don't get into the kind of things we, you and I are talking about until the right. high school level. Right. Um, but we do try to, you know, just show them what's what's involved in what, you know, the digital world. It's, it's, it seems impossible. I, I have a 
four and a half year old grandson who already knows how to operate the cell phone, the iPad, <laughs> everything. And it's like all mind blowing to me. Um, so, and then of course our older children are all connected to whatever social media or everything. So it, <clears throat> excuse me, it, it's totally, <clears throat> it's totally a, uh, a digital world, as you said. And so unfortunately, yeah, you ha it's part of teaching them just like about whatever, you know, violence outside the, you know, your home Digital or whatever. World, right, right. And now it's it's just become sort of a mainstay and, and it's just sort of sadly, like we said, it's a way of life. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, switching gears a little bit. So you, you had mentioned um, a little bit about where your data We'll we'll say housed. So you, you obviously you keep you know uh, student information because you need to to track grades, et cetera. You have some some customer we'll call it customer, but parent information because they're the parents of your students. Uh, you you that that information winds up somewhere. Um, you you have a process for evaluating those those I'll say technologies that you're utilizing uh, from a security perspective. That's something, um, and I don't know how closely you're involved in this, so I may, again, be putting you on the spot. Uh, you know, that that evaluation of your vendors, your providers, those that are, that are you're handing off some responsibility for the uh, um, responsibility for data. I mean, you, you guys are doing a review of those, those companies, right? You have a, a set of security requirements that they have in place to, to, um, to meet a bar, you know, a minimum level of security that they would have to have in place. Is that, is that something that you, you consider a very important step in, in the process of cybersecurity for, for you all? Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's kind of nice because um, our insurance company has, of course, a cybersecurity now, you know, rider for all of that, but with it comes um, all kinds of training that I've actually gone through a couple of our type IT people have gone through and then a whole list uh, this is what you should look for when you do have vendors. Um, right. They need to have, you know, this and this and the two-factor authentication and, you know, uh, stuff that does sort of go above my uh, my level of education. Right. But my IT guys always keep me informed and, and kind of teach me, you know, I've learned a lot from them. Um, but I think it's, yeah, it's it's absolutely something that it's almost like a checklist. Like we can go through for and sure. utilize um are you, do you do this when you're doing this or whatever? So yeah, we look for it. Um, like I said, our guys are super smart and they, they, they know what to look for and then have utilized it for our various uh, cloud-based programs and, and server-based programs. And like I talked about in the beginning of the firewalls and the two, two point authentication and just all kinds of things that, that we've actually have evolved since I started. Um, and so um it's good, you know, it's, it's good and it's, it's important, obviously. And so with the help of, you know, obviously Harbor technology and oh, our own you. internal thank stuff. Um, Such a good plug. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, and I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true, but obviously, you know, we work together. And so I think it's, it's, we've come a long way and not that we were sort of in the dark ages when we started, but we've certainly come a long way. And because, you know, sadly, the, the evolution of the bad side of all of this has has just, you know, they come up with, it's amazing to me that they come up with all kinds of new ways to do it. And it's as much, you know, if they put all the effort that they did for all the bad that they were doing, if they, you know, switch it to good or try to 
right. get better programming or better. The technology. world would be a better place. Uh, yeah, the sure. world would be a better place. And right. uh, you know, unfortunately, yeah. this is it's you know it's the history of the world. There's good people and bad people, and right. so. Um, but yeah, we we definitely we vet our vendors. We have a checklist, like I said, from our insurance company plus the knowledge the guys have. Right. Um, and we're very much, uh, you know, we as as you learned when you were here, we we don't do a lot of outside vendor people. We try to keep yes. everything in house because we're fortunate enough to have such a strong IT department. Um, and I think that gives us a sense of security because you know, for us, then it's it's our sort of, I, I guess, not maybe proprietary, but it's in a way our stuff and our ability to have our firewalls and have things set up. Yeah. Technology folks are funny. They, um, you know, they, it's like their baby. So they, if it's, if you're able to do it in-house and as you said, lucky enough to be able to do it in-house because many org- organizations can't, cause they can't find the staff can't afford it, whatever it might be. Um, it's like, it's like you're raising your baby. You always want your baby to turn out nice. You care about your baby, you feed and care for your baby. You, you, that's, that's kind of the way technology folks uh, look at the systems and processes and code and whatever uh, they put in place. You know, that you're getting that, that care and feeding that you need of, of your environment. Um, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so they, we're, we're talking about challenges, awareness training, uh, and and making sure that that awareness is is um, everything from the executive leadership team through your staff into your students. You go through you know regimented training using some technology to deliver it. Also, uh, you know, in the classroom itself, uh, training your students what to look for, how to be good digital citizens, etc. You're vetting your third parties, um, making sure that they're being diligent with the data because they're. Uh, as a steward of people's data, you have a responsibility whether you've handed it off or not um, to other folks. Are you, I'm going to shift gears again from a challenge perspective and you and I didn't talk about this. So again, I'm, 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 I'm putting you on the spot. Do you find that technology is cost, especially in security can be cost prohibitive? Um, You know, uh, using, using our service that we're providing to you um, as an example we might say, Hey guys, this, you know, you're facing this risk, this threat, um, maybe consider doing X or Y and, and maybe X unfortunately comes with a cost. And I'm not suggesting that you haven't decided to move forward on these things, but, but just as a conversation point, do you find that the costs can be a challenge at time in, in security? I think that, I think like everything, and especially nowadays with inflation, the way it is, um, I think it always is like when I, you know, every year when I do the budget, I, I really try to focus now a lot more on the IT side because I want to make sure that we are protected and give the tools, which in this case is usually money, um, to the IT department to be able to protect us. Um, but I go back to, you know, I, I probably utilize my sort of um, comparison of you know, is is this financially worth what we're going to do a little differently with IT in that, like I said, our customers are our parents and right. their data that they've entrusted us. Sure. And so I think for for me in that position, I feel like, well, OK, this seems a bit much, but, you know, dot, dot, dot. I need to protect the data of our parents. That's and right. so if this is the right way to do it and enhances our situation enhances our internal controls, et cetera, I'm going to pull the trigger and go ahead and spend it because I know that I'm doing the right thing, so to speak, to make right. sure that 
that our systems and and i.e. most importantly our parents' data is protected. Right, right. And that's that's fundamentally a risk-based approach to this. What are the risks we face? Uh, do I have a way to mitigate them? Yes, I do. Can you know? Uh, can I mitigate in one way versus another? Do a cost analysis. All of that is is happening because you know all resources, whether it be people or money, are 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 not unless you're the government are not uh, unlimited. Um, so it's it's an important aspect that I think certain industries uh, have more constraints than others. Um, healthcare struggles with um, commiserate spending within uh, within technologies, specifically around cybersecurity. Education at times can, um, but as long as you're you're kind of marching to that drumbeat of the thing I care about most is protecting data, protecting data, protecting data. It makes some of those decisions a little bit easier and more straightforward. Oh, absolutely, yeah, and um, yeah. I, I like I said, I definitely put a lot more thought, uh, I suppose into making sure like this this is the way to go irrespective of that it may not have that cost benefit that we could use versus when i'm thinking about another department um where the risk of a bad decision or not having enough protection um is not as great that's right um like i said you know this is this is all about protecting everyone and 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 really thinking through like like sort of at times I think ahead is, is, and I do with the IT guys is like, well, this is the latest way they're figuring out to sort of have a data breach or cyber attack. But if they go a step further, they could do this. So we should think about protecting that Avenue, even though it's not potentially maybe being utilized right at this moment. That's right. But future, think ahead. future, future proofing yourself a little bit for the right. threats. And that so are for that, you know, if it costs the extra, whatever X dollars, we're going to do it because I always want us to be ahead because, you know, it, it, it has happened. The private school's data, you know, did get breached. And I just, when I heard about it and read the story, it was like just a pit in my stomach. It's like, man, I, I got to do everything I possibly can with our IT guys to make sure that doesn't happen here. And that's probably a couple of weeks before you and I had our first conversation. Correct. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's exactly what led me to you. That's That's great. That's great. Well, um, being conscious of your time, um, wrap up the conversation. It's been great. I think we've touched on some really salient points, education and awareness, um, both for staff and students, um, you know, and uh, evaluating those those partners that you're entrusting with this data that you, you're, you're the stewards for, um, as well as, as understanding the risk and how they apply to your organization. Um, and then doing that, that financial dance of, you know, uh, money isn't doesn't fall from trees. Where where can I get the most bang for my buck, for a lack of a better term? And and making sure that you're putting those those technologies, those investments in places that that you face the most risk. That's those are three great uh, great points for for other educators that might listen to this podcast. That's great, Richard. I appreciate it. Of so as 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 we talk about on every uh, every podcast, um, I ask our our uh, our guests to provide me a great place where you and your family like to go for holiday on the water, uh, anywhere around the world would be great. It, uh, we, okay. we've, record, we've recorded enough of these now that we've actually had a couple of international spots overlap, which is kind of fun. Um, so I'll be interested to hear what you have to say. Okay. 
Well, um, <clears throat> we are blessed to be able to travel, and my wife and I especially have been gone to uh, many, many beaches because we're beach people. Oh, that's great. Um, and funny I'm enough, living here all our lives, we rarely ever go to any <laughs> California beaches. Okay, um, note so, to self, no but, California so, beaches. All you right. know, we're, we're, yeah, right. We're 20 miles from the beach, and we never have usually go. Um, right. However, um, I would have to say, and I would guess uh, that this would be potentially an overlap, I would think, but um, our trip... And it's been a f quite a few years now, but our trip to Tahiti, specifically Bora Bora, um, was amazing. And you see pictures of it and you go, wow, the water looks amazing. How could it be so <laughs> blue or how green or blue or green right. or whatever until you get there? And you and it's even better than it was on the picture, which is right. was I never could have imagined. But between the water and the sand and then all the fish and all the, you know, the, the marine life. Um, it's still truly, I think, because we always, each time we go somewhere new, new beach, we always try to rank it, um, right. so far. Um, and we've been to some pretty nice ones other than that. Uh, no one has, has toppled the king of being at the beaches in Bora Bora and, That's and amazing. That's the water amazing. And, and everything about it was just unbelievable. So I can't imagine that other people haven't, who've been fortunate enough to be there, uh, haven't said the same thing, but if they haven't. Then there you go. There you, you go. Stick the, stick the pin in Bora Bora to eat. There you go. I think I think it's the first that somebody's mentioned. Um, but yes, we'll definitely stick a, pick, a pin in it. The Tahitians are amazing as well. So it's yes, it's wonderful. It's people. wonderful. Yeah. It's wonderful uh, in all ways. Well, that's great. That's perfect. So um, Bora Bora it is. Uh, I think my wife will be excited that I'm going to put that on her list. There you go. <laughs> all right. Well, Richard, I really appreciate the time, uh, and of course, I appreciate you guys. Uh, uh, and trusting us with with helping you all uh, from a security perspective. Absolutely, and thank you so much for having me on the show. Harbor's innovative processes are based on industry standard frameworks that are tailored to meet the needs of small and medium-sized businesses. We would also like to thank Tom Marshall for the original music. Yes, that Tom Marshall from Fish fame. Harbor's portfolio of services is designed to meet the cybersecurity needs of small and medium enterprises. We offer a range of services from cyber risk advisory to VCSO consulting to meet specific security requirements without putting a strain on your technology budget. If you like what you heard here, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends and colleagues. We release new podcasts every other week and are available on Spotify and Apple. You can reach us through our website if you have additional questions or suggest a great harbor we should mention on our next show. 